this is Bernice, and today we're talking um, to the amazing, intelligent, anointed, gracious, virtuous women of Sisters of Ruth Ministry. Uh, we are having a series called God's Blessings, and this series, every, every month I ask the Lord, what do you want us to focus on? And he was talking to me about his blessings that he wants to bless, you know, this May. He wants to show that he's a God that can make it happen immediately. Anything that has been held back, he can do it, you know, in an instant. So we are focusing on God's blessings. And I'll put on the um, on this the flyer for it. But this is for Sisters of Ruth Ministry, which is basically a ministry that God gave me to uh, to do. And this was birthed during the pandemic. I read, God led me to look at Ruth, the book of Ruth. And as I studied it, you know, I, I didn't know why God was telling me to study it. But when I studied it, he put in my heart to do a women's ministry called Sisters of Ruth Ministry. And so if you're listening, I just want to welcome you. I know we had some new members last month. So welcome to Sisters of Ruth Ministry. This is a place to grow, you know, in your womanhood as a Proverbs 31 woman. This is a place to be all that God has called you to be as the woman of God that you are. This is a place to be imparted into by the word of God. Um, This is a place that you can make friends. You know, we support each other. I know one of our sisters, Rachel, uh, she had she just birthed out a book. Okay, it took her nine months, nine months to birth out this book. So this book was actually a child in her belly that she had to birth out, and we are so proud of her. Um, she is a woman who is such a warrior. She um, she lost her mom, and God put in her heart to have a book to basically. Um, write a book and when she came she actually came and teach and basically uh, give her testimony uh, I think it was April April or March one of those months and when she came she talked about you know what God was doing in her life currently from her losing her mother because she lost her mother her mother died and she has been such a warrior her book is called raised restored and released by um Rachel Sampi, Rachel Nicole Sampi, S-A-M-P-Y is her last name. Go to Amazon, go and type it in and get the book. Basically how God turned her her sorrow into joy, okay? And so she's, she's using what she went through to bless other women, to show other women that, hey, yes, you know, think you may lose something, but God is a gracious God. God can restore you back, you know, and I even see like, a cup that is that has fallen to the ground and it's broken and God takes takes up that cup and and mend it back together glue it back together and it, it looks as though you know it doesn't look like it's been broken but when you look at it you see the marks on it but it's still functioning as a cup should and that's what God does with our issues with things that we go through with 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 loss you know nobody likes to lose something or someone but this is a learning point and also a point of victory for her to show other women and to guide other women in, and even women that have not been born yet that might go through an experience that she went through. She is able to help them with the book that she birthed out. So 
we celebrate each other. We we exalt the greatness in each other uh, as sisters. And so if you want to join our ministry, you just type in Sisters of Ruth Ministry um, on, on Facebook and you will find us and you can join our group, okay? Uh, we are women of prayer. We are women of worship. We are women who, whose heart is after the Lord. And we, uh, we celebrate by doing conferences. We do redemption conference where uh, people who have been through traumatic experiences can come and, and minister. Uh, I've had women start businesses because of this conference. Um, and we, we help women to come out of you know, trauma even trauma that they don't remember. Uh, we do prophetic ministry. We pray deliverance happen, worship happen, prayer happen. It's a move of God that we allow the Lord to move as he pleases. And, you know, restoration happen. Healing is in the room. People forgive people. There is a release. Everybody that always comes, they always say, oh my God, I feel like I just, you know, I feel like I just let a load down. I feel like I'm, I'm a new person. I feel, I feel that I have finally you know, uh, got into a point where I have let this thing go and now I can move into the next season of my life. I didn't even know that was keeping me back. Uh, we also do um, mothers, uh, we, we, we bless mothers, single mothers. Single mothers who are struggling, we bless them. A couple years ago, we blessed a single mother with the couch. We blessed single mothers with money. And so we are called to bless women and little girls. And so if you want to be part of the ministry, come on and join us. Uh, if you want to sow into the ministry, if you feel like you want to bless, you know, us as Sisters of Ruth Ministry, you can sow through Cash App S-O-R Ministry, S-O-R-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. And you see our icon, which is basically a woman's head with uh, uh, in white and um, around it is pink. So... That's what our ministry stands for. I'm blessed to have over 150 ladies in the group so far. And, you know, when we come together to talk about the Word of God, I allow the other women to come and preach, to come and teach. I always encourage them to come on and, you know, utilize what God has given them to, to birth out. You know, because it's not just me that is leading. It's actually the Lord that is leading and I love to um, cultivate and activate the women to to express themselves in preaching and teaching and prophesying and how God has called them to do to do it. And so that's what Sisters of Ruth Ministry is all about. We are virtuous women. You know, we um, we love people. We love the Word of God, and we are here to let the Lord use us as He pleases in whatever industry, in whatever, in whichever mountain of influence that he wants to use us in. So that's just some of what Sisters of Ruth Ministry does and do, and there's more that we're going to do in the future. So um, today we're talking about God's blessings. Uh, as I was saying, I was asking God, what do you want us to talk about? And he's like, you know, God's blessings, May. And I, I published this, I think, in the beginning of May. Uh, and I was asking God, and end of April, what what is May about for us as a ministry? And so He He wants us to go into Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy, um, Deuteronomy two. We're gonna go and see that Deuteronomy four, 
and Deuteronomy 28. We're going to look at those. So get your Bibles, get your books, get your pens, and come and write down things that you are hearing in the Spirit, things that God is saying to you personally, and what the Word of God is saying as well. So uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to listen to the song. Today I'm going to play songs by Jonathan McReynolds, because for some reason, two of his songs really go along with what we're going to talk about. And then I'm going to play Promises by Maverick City um, at the end. And you can take a time at the end to just sit and just let that song just, you know, minister to you to remember the promises that God has spoken over you through, you know, prophecy, through his word, even to you personally, you know, uh, what he said. It's good to revisit the promises of God because that's where the blessings of God is, right? And so uh, let's go into prayer. Father, we thank you at this moment. We thank you for being a God that is so loving and so caring. We thank you that God, you raise up, you raise us up this morning. You give us a new breath, a new day. New goodness and new mercies are following us today. And so, God, we commend our day in the, in the obedience of Jesus Christ. We commend our day, and we release the fire of God over our day today. We release the joy of the Lord over our day today. We, we release abundance over our day today. We release your blessings, God, over our day today. We will we will be blessed going in, and we will be blessed coming out in the name of Jesus, Father. I even pray for those that have sinned against you, God. All have fallen short of your glory. So, God, I pray now that every sinful nature, every sinful thing that we've done, God, over the years, even over the coming days uh, that we've done, even even the, the things we did yesterday, Father, that was not of you. God, we repent. We, re- we, we repent right now and we say, forgive us. We ask for forgiveness. And we renounce it out of our lives. Anything that is causing us to sin, God, and we command it to go in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now and I ask you, for your presence as we talk about what you want us to talk about today. That your goodness is found in your blessings, Lord. That you are a God who likes to bless us. God, it pleases you to bless us. You said in your word, Lord, you will give us wisdom to, 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 to get wealth, Father. And so I pray now that, Lord, let your wisdom of your word just marinate in this, in this moment, in this room, at this time, that your, your, your daughters will hear what it is that you are saying to them, Father. And they will implement it into their lives. I feel the fire of God. They will implement it into their lives, God, and uh, Father, I thank you for the fire that you're igniting on your feet, even now, from your word that we're going to hear today, that many of them, oh God, you have refreshed your feet in this moment, uh, that you are giving them new shoes, God, to possess, uh, because your word says, oh Lord, wherever our feet will tread, uh, you will give it to us, Lord, if it is for us to have, that nobody can take it from us, because you have already predestined it, oh, you have already predestined for us to have it father and so i thank you i thank you god for the fire that you ignited on our feet father to be able to step into a land to step into position to step into opportunities that you have called us to possess and so i thank you for the possession of land i thank you for the possession of uh, things of of properties of opportunities god of businesses of books Ah, thank you god that you are blessing our hands god to possess in this hour and so we thank you and we welcome you here holy spirit to have your way as we study your word 
word. Oh, oh, open the word of the Lord to us as scribes, God. Open the, 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 the scrolls to us that we will get revelation. Let revelation flow as a, a fountain of water, God. Let revelation flow as a fountain. Help us, Holy Spirit. You are the paraclete. You are the teacher. We are the student. Help us to understand the word of the Lord. I yield myself to you, my mouth, my body, my spirit, my soul, my ear gates to you, God, and my eye gates to you, Adonai. So have your way. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. It is in the name of Jesus. We seal this prayer in the blood of Jesus and we say yes and amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for what it is that you're doing. We bless your holy name. Amen. I am excited and hopeful, ecstatic for what you will do. I am embracing, anticipating the next thing that I'll see. From you, for you have great plans for my future, so I am excited and hopeful, ecstatic for what you will do. I am embracing. I am anticipating.
right, so we're back. Thank you, ladies, so much for listening to today's message. God's blessings. Um, I hope that the prayer just ignited you to just believe that if there is a God, there is a way. Wherever things may not look right, go, guess what? Tell that thing. There is a God and there is a way. And nothing is impossible for the Lord to do. And so I hope that you have your Bibles, you have your pens, your papers, and your your mind and your focus. Whatever is around you that is causing you not to focus on what God is going to say, just remove it out of your presence and let us go into the Word of God, okay? So um, today we're going to talk about the blessings of the Lord, God's blessings. It pleases Him to bless us. You know, the Bible says that uh, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and God leaves an inheritance for us, right? The world, when you look at it, Adam and Eve were in the garden. It, it all started from the garden, the inheritance. You know, the, the garden is an inheritance. We see the world right now is an inheritance that we've, we've been given by the Lord. The air that is breezing on our face, the sun, it's an inheritance. It, it belongs to us. It belongs to the children of God. That's why he wants us to, you know, work in the land. He, that's why he gave Adam the ability to name the animals. He didn't give anybody else the ability to name the animals. He gave it to man to name it. Of course, the enemy came to try and take it from us, you know, through sin. But then Jesus came and Jesus is an inheritance to us. He taught us how to be disciples through the apostles. Okay, through the disciples. And, and his, his teaching still is still being taught, is still being implemented. And we are still doing what it is that he did. And the Bible says that he said that we will do way far more than he did. Even the Holy Spirit is an inheritance God has given us as a blessing. Okay, when he told the, um, the disciples in the upper room, do not go out you know, and disciple until you have received the Holy Spirit. When I received the Holy Spirit, my life changed. My gift started to be activated. You know, I started to understand what the fruit of the Spirit is. And actually, you know, God started to really use the fruit of the Spirit within me. And even in this season of my life, God is still cultivating my fruits because you never stop growing in your fruits, right? And so every gift that we have, it might not be physical, okay? But our gift in the realm of the spirit is eternal. Physical gifts, they pass by. You know, they, they can decay, right? We are to build our houses, which is more so in the spirit, not just in land. Because it says what? Animals can come and destroy it, right? So let's look at Deuteronomy 2. Um, and this is, you know, part of what God is saying is that I want to encourage, I feel like there's like three people for this message. There's that one person where you feel like something that belonged to you, a blessing that God wanted for you, somebody else got it and you did not get it. And then the second person that God wanted me to talk to concerning this series uh, today is uh, ob obedience. Obedience to God. Um, how Moses commanded the Israelites to obey God. And then the third person is what your obedience will yield. There's somebody that has been obeying God and you're not seeing, you don't, you're not seeing the fruit of it. You're not seeing what's happening, you know, and God want to talk to you. So the three people, the one per the first person is the one that you feel like 
what was supposed to be yours has been taken away. Your blessing, your blessing, your, your what God wanted for you, somebody else took it. Uh, and God wanted to talk to you about that. And then the second one is obedience, uh, commanding you to obey if you've been disobedient. And then the third one is you've been obeying, <clears throat> you've been obeying, but you're not seeing the fruit yet. All right. So the first person, you feel like your your blessing, God has been. Um, has given you a blessing, but you've not received it, that somebody else took it. And God wanted to tell you that nobody can take a blessing that belongs to you. And if the person took it, guess what? They will have to return it. <laughs> Job, Job saw a double blessing, okay? Sevenfold, whatever it is, whatever it is that the enemy take, takes from you, he has to return it sevenfolds, okay? So do not think that it's, it, it's gone forever. God can revive it. So let's look at it. Uh, Deuteronomy 2, 1. It says, Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me, and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn, turn northward and command the people, saying, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one foot step, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat. And you shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows your treading through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. And so they passed through Seir and exactly what God said is what they did. Now, when they were coming through the wilderness... They were going through Seir, and they were skirting this mountain, and God said, no, I'm not giving you this mountain because I've already given it to um, Esau, your descendants, your brethren. But God kept reminding them that not even a footstep of this place will be given to you, so don't even think that this is going to be yours because I have something better for you. You're going to have a place with flowing with milk and honey. And then God kept telling them, I have never, you know, not given you what you needed. You have not been out of lack. You have not lacked anything. So what God is saying is that one man's blessing is for that man. Esau's blessing of that land was for Esau. God was not going to take that blessing because when God speaks, it is. His word does not return to him void. It accomplishes what he says and it prospers. So if God has said to you, you might be an Esau and you see somebody coming into your land and you're like, oh, God is about to give the land or the thing that belongs to me to that person. No, God does not go against his word. That blessing that was yours, that maybe you feel like somebody else took or somebody else stole, 
if they stole Esau's land, God would be very angry and he would have to cause them to return it because it does not belong to them. So I'm here to encourage, encourage that one person that is saying, that thing belonged to me. God said it was mine. Why is it that that person took it? Or why is it that, that it was not given to me? You know, the thing is that God uses people to bless us. He doesn't force people to bless us. God might tell somebody, give this person a thousand dollars. And the enemy might come and whisper in your ears, don't give them a thousand dollars. And the, and then the person is going to say, oh, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, but they never give it to you. It doesn't mean that God did not want to bless you with a thousand dollars. It means that the person's heart did not want to relinquish that thousand dollars. The enemy talk them out of it. But that doesn't mean that God is not going to find a way to give you that $1,000. It just means that the blessing is delayed because sometimes this people's disobedience can delay your blessing. Sometimes God, God want to bless you with something, but somebody is, is out of jealousy or out of envy, so they take their hands. They don't, want to, they don't, they don't want to give you their job. They don't want to bless you with this. They don't want to, and you know God has told you it belongs to you. They don't want to bless you with that property or with that business or with that connection or with that opportunity. It's because sometimes the enemy comes in and distorts the person's obedience. But God still knows that belongs to you. And then the Lord will cause a situation to happen. And then the person will remember, oh, I was supposed to give that thing to that person. And then the person will call you out of the bloom and say, I'm so sorry. I want to give this to you because they have been convicted. I want to give you a backstory. I remember when I first got, got out of college, I worked at a certain place. And when I worked there, uh, I was really a hard worker. You know, I, I was such a hard worker that, you know, even the coworkers that I was working with, the, the, uh, the supervisor would, would entrust me to teach them, to help them. And I wasn't a leader. I wasn't a supervisor there. You know, I was just a normal, a normal worker like everybody else. And it was a point where they had to let certain people go because the, the study that we were doing, the project, was about to end. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, they're going to keep Bernice because she literally, like, is so good at working here. But there was a spirit of jealousy that was planted and that caused me not to be picked. I was sent home. And I was like, Lord, this is not right. And God is like, yep, it's not right. So for two months, I was home and I was applying to other jobs. And I'm like, that job belonged to me. You said I'm, I'm supposed to be there. Like, I'm a hard worker. I help other people in, in the job. And my pay is, is not even increased. It's the same. But I'm still going above and beyond. Why? And God said, just you wait. So I'm at home for two months. And then... They call me. The supervisor calls me and said, hey, actually, she sent me an email that she called me. They're like, hey, we want you back. We want you back. We want to increase your pay. Now, I had a bachelor's degree at that time. And so I was being paid as a bachelor's degree. But guess what? When they said they want me back, she said she's going to pay me as, a, as someone who has a master's degree. Okay. Somebody who has a master's degree. So when I went back, they paid me more than, I, how, more than what I was making. 
Because the thing is, when the enemy try to take something from you that belongs to you, they have to pay you double than what you already had. And so with this message from this passage, God is saying that you might be going around a certain land. I feel like there's two people in this, in this passage. The one that's going around a certain land or a certain thing and thinking or, or even praying about a certain thing and you're saying, this is mine, this is mine. And God is saying, no, it's not yours. Not even a footstep of it is yours because I have something greater, something better, something more profound, something that is going to last you from decades, something that you're going to pass on to, to your generations to come that is for you and for you alone. But this thing is for somebody else. And then there's a, another person in this passage that is Esau. And you see somebody around something that belongs to you and you're like, oh, uh, is is a person going to come and take part of this land or part of this thing that belongs to me? And God is reassuring you, no, they are not going to possess this. This is yours. I don't care how sinful you've acted. I don't care how you've done this or done that. What God says about you is what he says. And what belongs to you is what belongs to you. If somebody takes it, they have to replace it. Double blessing. They have to replace it. Just as with me. They, had to, they, they took me back to the job and they blessed me more money than I ever had. So if you're somebody in this situation, I want to encourage you that when you see people trying to take something that belongs to you, know, know about this, that God told the Israelites, hey, this, this place is not for you. I've already given this to Esau, your brethren. So you don't even think you're going to be able to take it away. So don't have fear in your heart that somebody's going to take something from you. I feel like somebody's trying to say, oh, somebody's going to um, try and take my husband from me or uh, steal my husband or steal my children or something. I feel it really heavy right now. You, you're fearful that your, your husband might leave you or some, uh, someone in your life might leave you and go be with somebody else. But I want to encourage you that what God has joined together, no one can separate. No one should separate it. And if God truly wants the two of you together, he will not cause somebody to come in and separate the two of you. Okay? And God hates divorce. Okay? And sometimes you have to look at it from a sense of you. Are you the one projecting it on yourself? Okay. Uh, sometimes it's not the other person. It might be you, your fear that the enemy is trying to speak in your ears. You have to tell the devil, no, it's not true. Okay. And one thing I, I want to say is um, God knows. Okay. There, there might be somebody here and you're like, Somebody came and take your, your husband from you or your, your boyfriend from you. Somebody came and uh, took somebody that you were supposed to marry from you. And you knew that you belonged with that person. Um, one thing I will say is this. Whoever belongs to you, God will bless you with them. You cannot force somebody to love you. You cannot force somebody to be with you. The only thing is you can, you can just let your request be known to the Lord. And God knows who belongs in your life and who doesn't. And if that person leaves, he knows how to bring somebody else into your life. There, there are instances where God will cause somebody to leave so that you can be with that person. 
because it's destined for you to be with that person. I've seen God break up marriages that were not his and to begin with, to cause people that were supposed to be together in their later age, be together, and the kingdom of God has been blessed because of that. Okay, I've seen a single mother, a, a woman who, who's been married, become single with her kids, and God has blessed her with a husband, and they have built ministries together. And I'm not saying that God celebrates divorce. He doesn't. But there are marriages that God did not join together. Because the enemy can join marriages together. He knows how to join marriages together. Trust me. Every time, you know, I mentored the pastors and the people that I, my leaders always say, Bernice, be very, very careful who you get married to. Because who you get married to can either break you or make you. Because sometimes the enemy can bring somebody to get, you know, to, to have a marriage with. And that can really destroy your, your, your purpose. And so God can separate marriages that he has not preordained in heaven. If two people are atheists, okay, if um, somebody is an atheist and somebody is a Christian and you, you get married to them, God can destroy that marriage because he, that's not his purpose. He doesn't want us to be unevenly yoked. And he can separate those two marriages and bring the right divine marriage together. I remember uh, reading about Catherine, Catherine Kuhlman, and she got married. She got married to a man. And at her wedding day, she collapsed while she was, she was saying the... Um, the wedding vows. She got up and she continued the wedding vows and she got married. And what was said is that she was not able to preach. Her husband was preaching the whole time. She was not able to walk in her purpose as a married woman. She got divorced and she continued. And she went around preaching, delivering people, healing people. That marriage was not God's purpose for her. Because a marriage that stagnates you, that causes you not to be able to be who God called you to be completely, is not what God wants for you. And I believe that when she collapsed at her wedding day, that was the Lord trying to tell her, hello, I'm not in this, you know? But look at her. She's done great things. She's healed, delivered people. She talked about the Holy Spirit with such passion. Miracles, signs and wonders has come from her. And so when she talks about God, she's very, very, very sentiment about that. Because she knows what God has done for her. And so I hope that you are getting the revelation that whatever belongs to you is yours. So whatever that doesn't belong to you, God is not going to give it to you. He knows best what is yours. He knew that the mountain of Seir would not profit Israelites people, but it would profit Esau. So he did not give it to the Israelites. So if you're somebody in this situation, I want you to be encouraged. Now let's go to the second people that God is trying to talk to concerning obeying his commandment. You, you might be somebody that you're not, you're not obeying God's commandment. You, you find it difficult. There are times, even for me, where I don't want to obey. I don't. 
I'm going to be honest with you guys. There are, there are things that God has said to me to do that is very, very intense, very difficult. Because I'm looking at it with my own eyes instead of with his eyes. And it might be difficult for the flesh. Like, you want me to do what, Lord? This is really hard. But then he's like, I'll give you strength to be able to do it. Many of us, God doesn't tell us a lot of things. Because if he did, we would not want to do it. There are places, you know, where God has taken me. And before he lead me there, he didn't tell me the kind of people that were there. And I was, when I got there, I was like, Lord, if you did tell me what I was about to experience with these people, I would have never come here. Never. And God said, exactly, because I knew you wouldn't come if I told you what you were going to experience. But what I experienced strengthened me. It, it helped my, my gift of faithfulness. I mean, my fruit of faithfulness. It helped me. Sometimes God puts us in difficult situation because he's trying to cultivate our 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 fruits of the spirit of faithfulness you know of self-control right now god is working on me with self-control that's one of my fruits that he's working on me on what is one of one of the fruit of the spirit that god is working with you on and when it comes to self-control for me it's driving driving and, and obeying driving uh signals I, I really don't like the the the, the traffic light signal that says no U-turn. Because then I have to go all the way down and turn around. And God is like, there might not be any police people here, but I'm here. I'm watching. I see what you're doing. He says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. So self-control in driving is what God is teaching me right now. He, he's using driving to teach me self-control. He's like, Bernice, you did not turn on your left signal. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Let me turn it on. You did not stop. You need to stop completely. Like, when I tell you God is like the police in my car, he is the police in my car. That is teaching me self-control. And literally, it is killing my flesh. Killing my flesh. So how is God killing your flesh? Maybe it's for you to be obedient. For you to be obedient. What is it that you're not obeying God? Our sister Rachel wrote a book that was obedience to the Lord because even when she's not here anymore, when she's in her uh, 90s and 100 and she's no longer living, her book is still going to live on. Her book is still going to be sold. People who have never met her are going to read her books in different nations. Why? Because she's obedient to the Lord. So what is God telling you right now? Maybe it might be stop dating that person because you're falling into temptation of sin. Stop looking at that. Stop listening to that. Stop gossiping. Stop belittling your, your, your servant leaders. Stop um, disobeying him. When he tells you to do something, do it. When he tells you read this passage, read it. When he tells you go here, go. When he tells you don't be friends with those people, don't be friends with those people. When he tells you be friends with that person, be friends with that person. When he tells you, obey, obey. When he tells you, start this book, start it. God, you know, the, the Bible says, do not despise small beginnings. Begin. So let's read the passage. Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy 4, 1. Now, O Israel, listen to the, the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to obey. 
observe that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. I want us to skip to uh, four. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgment, just as the Lord my God commanded me that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it, as the Lord our God is to us, for whatever reason we may call upon him, and what great nation is there that has such studies and righteous judgment as are in all this law in the, uh, in all this law which i set before you this this day only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren so moses is commanding them to obey he's telling them you know do not worship idols do not uh, forget what i have taught you concerning obeying god remember that to keep the statutes, to keep the judgment to keep the law that god has given me to give to you and also heed to yourself diligently keep yourself lest you forget the things your eyes have seen okay and depart from him and he even tells them and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. So your obedience to the Lord is not just for you. It's for your grandchildren and your children's children. Because the Bible, the Bible says that, you know, uh, blessed is the man. It, what the, the Bible says that um, it is good for a man to leave an inheritance for his children. It is good for a man to leave an inheritance for his children. Inheritance is not just possessions. Inheritance is wisdom, understanding. Inheritance is the fear of God. Because the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right? Inheritance is seeing your children, how you behave, your character. Okay? You being somebody who, who respects yourself, you being gentle, that is an inheritance because they mimic what you, you do, right? Parents think that what you say is what your kids do. No, 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 no. What you do is what they do. Okay, so when God is telling you to obey, I don't know what it is that you need to obey. But what, whatever you do, your kids are looking at it. And I think that even for me, how I'm driving, God is trying to, Use it to kill my, you know, to kill my flesh by teaching me self-control through that. Because I will have kids in, you know, in the future. I will have children as a mother, right? I will give birth to children. And I will have to drive my kids around. And my kids will be looking at me from the back seat how I'm driving. So if God is trying to beat it out of me, <laughs> now it's a good thing. So whatever it is God is trying to beat out of you so that you obey him, it's a good thing because your children's children are going to be profiting from it. Okay? And you are even profiting from it now. I'm profiting from it now because I'm not being stopped by the police. I mean, God, did, God taught me a lesson. 
My God, he taught me a lesson. I was stopped by the police and I got, I have to pay $300 because I did not see a traffic, I did not see a stop sign. And, and before I got to the stop sign, God was literally ministering to me and I did not obey. I did not observe my surrounding and I passed by a stop sign. The police stopped me. He gave me a ticket. And that's the consequences of not obeying the Lord. I'm using my own examples to let you know that obedience is important to God. So since then, God has been my police in my car. He's like, Bernice, <laughs> you need to stop. You need to turn on the signal. You cannot do a U-turn here because it says no U-turn. You need to turn left and go all the way down there and turn around. Do you know how much my flesh is dying? <laughs> my flesh is dying. Oh, Lord. I'm like, this U-turn is like right there. But God is like, nope. There is no police around. I know there's no police around, but that is not where you're supposed to do a U-turn. Turn left, go all the way down there, and go turn around the right way. And, you know, to me, I'm thinking I'm wasting two minutes. But God is like, no, you're not wasting two minutes. You're being obedient. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. You obey me. I want you to obey the traffic light. And that's how he's using it to teach me self-control. God uses different ways to teach us, but you have to obey because there's consequences. So be obedient, okay? The third person. This is the third person. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. I hope you're laughing with me because these moments with the Lord is funny sometimes. And I know you guys probably have other funny moments too. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. Now, when I say 1 to 14, please don't chicken out. Don't, don't be like, oh my God, we're going to read all of this. Yes, because this is actually where the blessings of the Lord is. This is talking about the blessings of God. Okay, blessings. The topic is blessings on obedience. You're somebody who has been obeying God. You have been obeying God. Maybe you've been like me, obeying the traffic light signals. You're stopping when God says stop. When the traffic light says stop, you're stopping. You're going on the speed limit. You're obeying the speed limit. You are... You know, being a good passenger on, on the road, you're letting people pass. You, you're obeying, you know, pedestrian uh, walk signs. You are careful. You're observing. You're doing all of this. You know, seeing the fruit. You're like, Lord, I've been obeying. I've been serving this house. I have left my job. I have left, you know, this town that you've told me to leave. I have been like a Ruth. I have been like an Esther. I have fasted with my people, you know. Uh, you've been like, Abraham, God, I have left my father, my mother's house to a land that you said where you would show me. You know, you've, you've been like Abraham and Sarah, you know, Abraham and Sarah. You've been waiting for the Lord to bless you with the child. You know, you've been obedient. You've been a, a man after God's heart. You've been a woman after God's heart. You know, you are waiting, especially us women. We're waiting for our, our Boaz. Lord, where is the Boaz? God, is he the Boaz? Is he my Adam? You know, am I his rib? Am I his favor? You know, you're like, Lord, I've been waiting. I've been in purity. I, I've been, you know, keeping myself. I, I've been going to church. I've been eating my vegetables. I've been reading my Bible. 
you know, I'm turning 30. What is going on? Where is my Boaz? You know, you, you might be that person or you might be like, Lord, I've been faithful to my husband. You know, we've been faithful together as husband and wife. We're waiting for a child. You know, or you might be that person saying, Lord, you told me about this business. You told me to open this business. You know, I've been plowing. I don't really see the customers yet. What's happening? You might be somebody in ministry like, Lord, you told me to write this book. You told me to start this ministry. I've started this podcast. I've started this this church. You told me to start it. I don't see the people coming. What is happening? I've done everything you told me to do. What is going on? I've been obeying. I've been obeying. I've been obeying. Well, God is saying to you right now, this is the blessings of the Lord that you've been obeying and he's going to bless you. You know, sometimes obedience uh, is a prerequisite for your blessings. Sometimes God takes a while for things to happen, not because of you, but because of those that are going to come join you. Because sometimes, well, most of the time, all of the time, he wants what he blesses you with to stick, to not be overturned within a day or a few, a few months. He wants it to be everlasting to everlasting. He wanted to be with you for a long time, okay? And sometimes the, um, the blessings is for a season. And this might be your season of, of obedience, but guess what? Your blessing is coming, just as with the Israelites. Their season of obedience was in the wilderness. And then they, they had to cross over to their, to their blessing. It took them 40 years to go around because they were having a hard time obeying. If they obeyed, it would take them a couple days to get there. Sometimes you're obeying, but you might not really be really obeying, if you know what I'm saying. Um, you might be obeying halfway, and so you're not seeing it. And sometimes you might be obeying, but it's not a season of reaping yet. It's not a season of harvest yet. And that is when you have to stand and know that they that, they that, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, right? And you shall mount up with wings as eagles. So you are mounting up in this season. Just keep waiting on the Lord and keep waiting and waiting on him. And it will happen. It will come. It will come. Obedience is like seeds on the ground. You are planting seeds on the ground and God is the one that brings the increase, right? And he will bring the increase. So let's read it. It says Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. It says, now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you up, will set you high above all nations of the earth. I want us to focus on these words. Now it shall come to pass, come to pass, that it will happen. Now it shall come to pass. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass now in the set time. And it says here, if you diligently, I want, to, I want us to under, underline the word, diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Diligently. What does diligently mean? That you continuously obey, that you quickly obey, that you obey it diligently, that you quickly obey, that you are observant of God's um, of God's direction, of God's commandments, that you are, okay, this is what God is saying, we're going to do it. This is what God is saying, I'm going to do it. You're diligently doing it. You're being faithful in obedient, obe- obeying the Lord. 
And it says to observe carefully. You are observing carefully. You are testing the spirit. Okay, because sometimes the enemy will bring things to test you, to, 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 to tempt you. Okay, he will bring things to tempt you. God tests us, the enemy tempts us. The, the enemy does not test, he, he tempts us. So the, the enemy can bring things to tempt you. And you will be like, Lord, is this you? Oh, is this me? Oh, is this the enemy? So you have to observe carefully. This is what God is saying. Every season of, of your life, God is saying something to you to, to observe, to do. So observe carefully and say, Lord, okay, I'm observing. You're saying I should do this. You're saying I should do that. For me, how I realized God was using traffic lights to, to teach me self-control was because I, I started to observe, okay, I am, I am being stopped by police. Like, I was stopped by police three times. Two of it was a warning. One of it was like $300 you have to pay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, what are you doing? Why do I keep getting stopped by police? And I was praying them away. I was like, I rebuke every, I rebuke every stopping of police in the name of Jesus. The Lord is like, nope, it's me. I'm trying to teach you self-control. I'm trying to use traffic lights to teach you self-control. I'm trying to use traffic signals to, to teach you self-control. So I want you to learn how to obey do this. So I was observing carefully. Okay, this is what you do. And in a different season, he might teach me, you know, about joy by using something else to teach me joy. You know, by bringing, I don't know, somebody who, who might be homeless, who is more joyful than, than I am, who actually have a place to live. God, God knows how to, to teach you things through other people. So, it says here, observe carefully. So, are you observing carefully? You might be somebody who, who has been doing all of this. You have been ticking your T's, dotting your I's. That the Lord your God will set you, up, you, will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. This is for the person that has been obeying. You have been obeying from one person. Uh, Deuteronomy 28.1, you obeyed it completely. This is what God is saying to you. But all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. It will overtake you. It will overtake you. You know how it says in Malachi that you will not even have room enough to receive it? That's, how, that's what it means, overtake you. And you and and this because this goes for those that need to pay, need to pay their tithe. Tithe is a covenant with God. He said he he will deal with the devourer for your sake. He will handle the enemy for your sake. So when you are going through warfare left and right, ask yourself: Are you allowing God to to handle the devourer for your sake? Are you allow, are you allowing the Lord to 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 handle the enemy for you? And that's how and and you do that by paying your tithe. By being obedient to your tithe and your offerings. Three, these are the blessings of the Lord. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. And so I'm going to decree this over everyone in this, in this moment right now that is listening, that has been obeying God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground. 
and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your knee- and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. This reminds me of the Proverbs 31 woman. And he will bless you in the land which the, which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Just as we talked about in Deuteronomy 4 and in, in, in Deuteronomy 2. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, to Abraham, to Jacob, to Isaac, and even to Moses. 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. It reminds me of the Proverbs 31 woman when God says that she brings her goods from across from the country, from other nations. 13. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed, if you heed, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Amen. So Lord, we thank you this time. We, we bless you and we ask for your blessings, Lord. We pray now over this moment of studying your word for these three different people that you ministered to today for the one that is fearful that what it is that you want for them somebody else might take it or somebody else has taken it or for the one that is thinking that what somebody else has been given is theirs but God you are the one that speak blessings upon us just as Jacob put his hand over his children and bless them at his old age. Lord, you put your hand over us and you blessed us, even in our mother's womb, before before we even knew you, God, you knew us. And so every blessing that you want for us, even when the enemy comes to try and take it from us, just as you did for me many years ago with that job, you gave me a double blessing of, of, of payment when I returned back to that job. You know how to bless your children. You know how to snatch out a blessing that was supposed to be theirs in the hands of somebody else to give it back to them. And you know how to keep other people from something that belonged to somebody else. 
just as we see in Deuteronomy 2. And Father, I thank you for the woman that is listening that has been converted to obedience, that has been convicted to be obedient to you. Because obedience to you, God, is the beginning of wisdom. And you want us to have wisdom. You, you say in your word in Proverbs that we are to bind wisdom around our neck. Because wisdom will help us. Wisdom will help us to walk in prosperity. Wisdom is more profitable than anything else. That when we, when, when we celebrate wisdom, wisdom will celebrate us. Because of lack of wisdom that people perish. Because of lack of knowledge that people perish. Because of not, lack of fear of you that people fall. Kings fall because of lack of knowledge and lack of wisdom. So God, I thank you for the conviction in the hearts of your people right now to obey you. I thank you for that obedience that is about to, the, the person is about to step into. And I pray the Lord, just as it says in Deuteronomy 28, that when they observe carefully and they diligently obey you, God, you have said in your word from Deuteronomy 28, 2 to 14, that you will bless them, that in their coming and their going, that they will be blessed, that when they sit, they will be blessed, that they will lend to many, they will never borrow. God, you said in your word that, Lord, whatever you sworn to them, it will happen, that even their livestock will be increased, Lord, and whatever they, they touch, God will, will be blessed because of you. And so I pray, Deuteronomy 1 to, to 14 over your people right now, that they will be a people of of, of, of obedience, that your blessings will flow upon them. Let may be a rapidness of blessings, a, an immediate blessings, a blessings that will just put laughter in their, in their mouth because they were obedient to you, they were diligently obeying you, they were observing what it is that you were saying in the moment, and they were not allowing the enemy to win. And I pray right now over those that the enemy has ministered to you to cause them not to release blessings and opportunities and favor that you're calling your people to receive. I pray now, let the gates, oh God, let the gates open up. Let angels of the Lord go and contend for your people that the opportunities that has been held up captive in in the, in, the realm, in the realm of the spirit that belong to them, that it will be broken, God, that they will receive it in the name of Jesus. They will receive it now in Jesus' name, that every jealous eye, that every jealous heart will be turned. Oh, God, you are the God that turned the hearts of men. Yes, you turned the hearts of kings. So I just pray right now that you will turn the hearts of those that, that, that their blessing is in their hands. That they're supposed to release that blessing to, to, your, to your daughters. They're supposed to release that blessing to them. I pray against the spirit of jealousy and the spirit of envy that will come with blessings, Lord. That you will give your people a bonus and you will give them strength. You will give them a... a um, a tough skin to, to be able to, to to live in blessings, God, and not look at the enviness of people, not look at the jealousy of people, but God, to keep their eyes on you. And so I pray in the coming days, every opportunity that belongs to your people will start to happen. That anyone that has held your opportunities backwards will release it. I release the fire of God upon them. Now, in the name of Jesus, I release the fire of God upon them. That opportunities that are held captive will start to emerge and overflow their life and overtake them. Just as your word says here, God, that, that, that your blessings will overtake them. It says in Deuteronomy 28, 2. I declare and declare Deuteronomy 28 to over them. 
And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of your God. And so we seal this time with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, God, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen.
for listening to um, our teaching today. I, I hope that it blessed you and I hope that you're encouraged. Please tune in and listen. Um, the next one, we're going to do it on Clubhouse. So be ready to listen to what God is saying, okay? Have a blessed day. Enjoy your day. Speak blessings over your day every day. Command your day, okay? You have the right to command your day. You have the right, you have the right to command your, your month. Right and put on the helmet of salvation and have your mind set on God. He has blessings for you this month and nobody can take it from you as long as you obey God and you diligently seek him and you know that he has everything in store for you. Love you guys so much. Love you ladies so much. Love you, love you. And I'm keeping you all in prayer always. Please email me, uh, text me, message me. If you have any questions, if you need anything, let me know. And please go buy our sister's book, okay? Rachel Sampy, S-A-M-P-Y. Go buy her book. It's on Amazon. We are supporting her just as we support each other, okay? Get her book. I think it's $23.
get it and be blessed okay
I'll still bless you. 